You are listening to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison, and I am so glad that you are here today. We are talking about how to reduce bloating. Bloating is something that almost everyone deals with. Some experience it daily, chronically, and even painful bloating. Others might have it just occasionally, depending on what they ate. Either way, bloating is a sign that your digestion and your nervous system are struggling and need more support. So my first suggestion is vagus nerve work. And you might be thinking, well, oh, I thought we would talk about food or supplements and we'll get there. But the vagus is the most important. And that is V-A-G-U-S. It is a cranial nerve and it controls really everything. And it helps our parasympathetics relax and digest, which is why it's really closely related to bloating. It also controls our migrating motor complex or the MMC in our small intestines. And this complex is a nerve web that helps increase or decrease movement of the intestines and your food through your intestines. So basically every time we eat, that complex causes contractions in our intestines to move everything down. So we keep digesting, we keep absorbing and everything keeps flowing. So if your nervous system is stressed out, you're in fight or flight, you might be frozen, um, you have past trauma, you might have been in a car accident, had a concussion, something from sports, this can shut down your vagus nerve. And what will happen is you'll have a lot of digestive issues for one. And you might find that you also have SIBO, that small intestine bacterial overgrowth, and no amount of supplements or diet changes are going to help. And you might feel really stuck too. So this is where that vagus nerve work comes in. So when you re-engage this nerve, the complex will restart, help move food forward through your gut and reduce bloating. Vagus nerve exercises include gargling, gagging like with your toothbrush, and there's also specific eye and head movements. And I'll put the link to my vagus nerve Google doc in the comments here for you. So you can grab that, check it out. And they're really common exercises, really easy to do and just do them at least once a day. I like to do them before you go to sleep. So that way you're going to get some really good sleep too. Okay. My next recommendation for bloating is to start using digestive enzymes. So these are a supplement. They help break down your food farther so your stomach and your intestines don't have as much difficulty absorbing the nutrition from your food. And if you're having gas throughout the day, which is another really common issue with bloating, it's usually a sign that your body's not breaking down food enough and the bacteria in your gut can't handle it. The bacteria in our gut are not meant to break down food, right? Our stomach is with the hydrochloric acid and then the enzymes that come from our gallbladder and our pancreas are all meant to break down protein, fat, and carbs into their individual's pieces, essentially, protein into amino acids. And if it's not broken down, it hits the small intestines and large intestines and nobody in the gut knows what to do with that. So it causes a lot of bloating, pain, gas, things like that. So if you have gas within an hour of eating, it's usually an issue with carbs. If you have gas about three hours or later after eating, it's usually an issue with fat and protein. Taking digestive enzymes as a supplement can help reduce the bloating and gas overall, but you have to take them with food. Many people that I talk to say, oh yes, I take two a day 
um, in the afternoon when I take the rest of my supplements and they don't help me at all. And there's a reason for that is because you're not taking them with food. You need to take them so they're breaking down the food that you're eating. I recommend with starting one to two per meal. With light meals, you might only need one capsule. If it's a heavy meal, I always say beer, wings, and pizza night, you might need three or four. So this is something you can definitely play around with, see what's best for you. And when you take the enzymes, you'll notice that you don't have the bloating, you don't have the feeling of fullness or that food is stuck. It can be really, really helpful. My next recommendation is to try a probiotic for most people. All right, this is a hard conversation. So if you take a probiotic and it makes your bloating worse, or if you have issues with fiber or garlic or onions, that's a sign that you might have SIBO, the small intestine bacterial overgrowth, and you need to have some testing done. And so for the moment, you can stop taking probiotics and fiber and just really avoid it until you get the SIBO under control. Otherwise, you're just constantly refeeding the bacteria in your small intestines that's not supposed to be there, and you're going to keep feeling really, really sick. Now, if you don't have that reaction, so if you take probiotics and either you don't feel anything or you feel better, that's great. Um, I don't want you to feel bloated or tired or have an increase in constipation or diarrhea. That's that SIBO reaction. So I do recommend taking the PB Assist from doTERRA. It's a great probiotic that works really, really well for all of my patients. They also have the PB Assist Junior, which is designed for kids. It tastes like a pixie stick, and it's entero-coated, so it gets to the large intestines where it's supposed to be. My other favorite brand off the shelf would be Jero, and you can get that basically at any health food store. Um, those work really well as well. So my almost last tip would be to avoid caffeine, especially coffee and especially creamer. So caffeine and coffee tend to cause a lot of bloating, stomach distress, can mess with that migrating motor complex. So I would strongly suggest cutting out coffee for two weeks and see how much better your gut feels. You're probably going to have a lot less bloating, a lot less stomach cramping, and I know it's really, really, really hard to do, but if you're struggling with this, you should absolutely give it a shot. Now, of course, there's concerns about food, right? What foods cause bloating? Which ones should I eat? When do I eat food? I tried cutting everything out. All of those things. So then I go right back to if you tried cutting everything out and you're still feeling really sick, you need to do those vagus nerve work. And I do find that food is a really personalized topic. So yes, gluten, dairy, soy, corn are all the biggest offenders for causing bloating, right? Which is, of course, why cutting out coffee, creamer, dairy is a great idea. But also seed oils and vegetable oils, which again, cutting out coffee, creamer is really good because if you get the dairy and gluten-free creamer is actually just a base of seed oils or vegetable oils, and that is going to make your gut highly inflamed. It's going to make you gain weight and it's going to make your gut really sick. You're probably going to be running to the bathroom a lot and wondering why this the coffee creamer is the vegetable oil. Vegetable oil is not good. You should never consume it. Okay. So with food, I would recommend that you do an elimination style diet to start to rule out foods that make you feel sick and bloated. And then, of course, you can do testing like the GI map to see if there's any infections, bacterial overgrowth that are causing bloating, um, and that's really helpful as well. Now, there's so many options 
when we talk about gut health and supporting gut health. I didn't talk about half of the supplements I recommend, um, half of the protocols that I use, because I don't want to tell everybody to do a certain protocol if they don't have an overgrowth or an infection. You don't want to be taking unnecessary supplements and eating unnecessary food if it's not the problem for you. So really doing something personalized, really doing this slowly and not diving into the deep end of gut health and then you have to do all of these different things to heal yourself. Really, you can make really simple choices and start simple and then work your way down into more complex programs or patterns. And if you say, oh, I've already done these things, then it's time to do testing. Then it's time to really get help, get blood work done. Um, I find that a lot of people with anemia and SIBO are commonly linked. So there's a lot of things to look at with the gut, but starting simple is the most important thing that you can do. Okay. So thank you for being here. Make sure to like and subscribe so you stay up to date on all of our weekly podcasts and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison. If you would like personalized care and testing, you can schedule an initial consult online and get started with your wellness plan right away or message us on Facebook at Little Black Bag Medicine. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week.